When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the show. Happy Tuesday. You're watching the San Francisco 49ers report live here on Chat Sports. Hope all of the faithful is having a fantastic day. I'm Chase Sr., and no matter where you are or how you're tuned in, we appreciate all of you for making today's show a part of your day. As for what's coming up on the 49ers Report Live, San Francisco making a couple of key roster moves, changes, and alterations to the defensive side of the ball, but also on the offensive side of the rock. We're going to have a good conversation, looking at some in-depth numbers. Is Brock Purdy the real deal? And how did Steve Wilkes revive this defense against Jacksonville? We'll round out the show with that and also take your questions. So start getting them in right now by using the hashtag 49ers or better yet, Super Chat. First, though, 122 people watching live. We'll start the official show in about 5 to 10 minutes. But first... Where are you watching from? We're emanating live from Studio J in the Chat Sports Studios. Producer Chip here is to my left, and you're all here hanging out with us. Wouldn't rather be anywhere else. I'm looking at the comment section here. Recent commenter club, Richard Deere, Joseph Jimenez, Tom Daly, River Airmet, Brotherman68, Jesus M., James Campos, Henry the Average Niner fan, Niner Raul on the chat right now, but continue to keep that comment section going. We appreciate everybody for being here. Loaded show coming your way, and it's all presented by Prize Picks. Daily fantasy sports can make game days a lot more fun, and we've been able to experience that right here on the show. Get a $100 deposit match at prizepicks.com slash CLNS and use the code CLNS. You pick two plus players on their more or less game on the player's individual stat line. And it's daily fantasy sports made easy. Producer Chip and I have won 25 times our money this football season. What's cool though, you can now combine your NBA and NFL picks Chip and I do cover the NBA as well here at Chat Sports, so we have some NBA selections that we like this evening. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, the Taco Tuesday special. They run some of these specials, which really allows you to have the upper hand in trying to win real money. We like the more than 27.5 points. Bruce Brown, more than 2.5 assists. LaMelo Ball, more than 24.5 points on that bad Charlotte Hornets team. And Joel Embiid, points, rebounds, and assists, 
more than 49 and a half. So sign up today, prizepicks.com slash CLNS. Get started. Link is available for you down in the comments section and in the description of this video. Looking at the chat here, we had a lot of people watching from everywhere. Tacoma, Washington from Ken, West Virginia from Maurice, 49er Way is in Fiji, Eddie White is in the house, Fayetteville, North Carolina from Oliver Leach, Mark Henry saying bang, bang. Somebody just moved, I saw. Where did somebody just move? Let's see. Colorado from Anthony, Phil M is in California, just moved from Oklahoma to Colorado, from Professor Abom. I hope the uh, move went well. So those lineup changes that we're going to talk about for the Niners here today, and we're going to go in-depth on this in our first segment. Amory Thomas moving to outside corner. Diamador Lenore to slot nickel. Isaiah Oliver, Sia, benched. John Feliciano at guard, but could San Francisco also make a change at right tackle? We're going to dive into that. And then what I also queued up on the tease is Brock Purdy, in fact, the real deal. Mike Martz, former NFL head coach, offensive coordinator, also was the OC for San Francisco in the final year that Mike Nolan was in the Bay, said the Joe Montana comparison is really accurate. I think it's a really good analogy. I really do. It's very complimentary about Purdy's processing how he plays under pressure, and some of the other elements to his game. And you look at Purdy among all quarterbacks this year across the National Football League, number one in passer rating, number one in QBR, number one in yards per attempt, number one in adjusted EPA per play, and his big-time throw rate, fifth in the NFL. Furthermore, you look at some of those other numbers that we're going to talk about on today's show. Really is impressive what Purdy is able to do. Yards per attempt. That goes to show you like he does have some arm strength to his arsenal. And the expected points added per play. When Matt Ryan won MVP when Kyle Shanahan was the OC for the Atlanta Falcons back in the day. Matt Ryan was number one at that time. So with that, we'll dive into this. But what do you think? Is Brock Purdy in fact the real deal? Give me a Y for yes or an N for no. And we'll give some shout-outs here in the comments section. Dean Barry is tuned in from Japan. That's very cool. Kill a Hunter Ray getting in the hashtag 49ers. Double B Studio, one of our Goldmine Hall of Fame members. Joe Montana could come back from being down. Is Purdy there yet? Still has to prove that. Kalen, our guy, giving me a wife for yes. Kalen, we sent you your Niner mug. And now I have a new Niner mug to drink out of for our beer cheers. Not quite the mug that we're sending you, but pretty damn cool right here. I had to replace it. Alex Martin, Richard Sotelo, Jose Rico all saying yes. Double B Studio in the middle. Not sure yet. Maybe we can convince him yes or no coming up here in just a bit. Do want to hear from you on the program here today? A couple of ways for you to get involved. Use the hashtag 49ers or send us in a super chat to get your questions or comments featured here on the show. First, though, let's get those likes up. 124 people watching live right now. Only 47 likes. If you're ready to talk some Niners here today because we are locked and loaded, bullet in the chamber, arrow is loaded up, to talk some Niners here this afternoon. I need you to hit that thumbs up icon. Like the video. As the great Tom Downey would say, let's get to 69 likes here on the show. Ernesto, yes, Double B Studio. 
Not sure if Purdy is the guy yet. He's making that clear in the comments. Stovey, hey, faithful, we back, baby. And then Henry, the average Niner fan, saying, bang, bang, Niner gang. Do we have a super chat menu that we can pop up? Let's pop up the super chat menu in case people want to show some love, tip the bartender, and support the show. Because Chip and I, we like to grind here on the program. We also like to have fun. So all super chats today, you will, of course, get a shout-out as you always do. $10, we're breaking out the new Niner mug, giving you a cheers. And then $20, i am giving you a chug. $50 for a beer bung. And $100 gets you into the Gold Mine Hall of Fame. How close can we get to 100 likes here. We're at 67 right now. Continue to hit that thumbs up icon. Like the video if you're ready to start this damn show because Chip and I, we're ready to rock. Matt Keller, we were showing you his videos and his pictures from being at the Jacksonville game over the weekend. Very cool that he had that opportunity. Also was able to meet Frank Gore as we showed you during Sunday's show. Lima saying, let's go. Henry the Average Niner fan saying, BP next Steve Young. Does have some mobility like Steve Young. Not quite, but does have some mobility for sure. Brother Man liked the video. Kill Hunter Ray getting in that hashtag 49ers. All right, we're ready to go here. 80 likes for Jerry Rice the Goat. We're three away right now. More likes that we get, the more people who will come in here, find the show, and the more fun that we will have. All right, San Francisco is 6-3. and three. Plenty to talk about here on the show, so let's get it officially started right now. So heading into Sunday's game at Levi Stadium against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Niners sitting pretty right now. Number three seed in the NFC with a lot to play on this Niners schedule. But could they be making some key roster moves and really working off of some of the adjustments that they made in that most impressive all-around win of the season against the Jacksonville Jaguars. San Francisco making those adjustments against Jacksonville, and we were able to see the benefits of them. So really, that's what we're breaking down on today's show, and we want to pose this question and really look at it from this standpoint. Are those changes going to be permanent? We have numbers to get to. Quotes from head coach Kyle Shanahan, don't you dare go anywhere. If you haven't subscribed, do so right now, by the way. We're up past 100,000 subscribers. We surpassed that milestone last week, but we're not settling for that. Let's continue to grow the program here and hit that sub button if you want daily Niners coverage. So the lineup changes that I want to get to on today's show, there were a lot of them that took place coming out of the bye week for San Francisco. Ambry Thomas moved to outside cornerback. Diamador Lenore went from the outside to slot nickel. Isaiah Oliver got yanked and benched. John Feliciano started at left guard in place of Aaron Banks, who is injured. And could we also see a change at right tackle? We're talking about all five of these coming up here on the program here today. And you have to start with this grouping to begin. Changes at the cornerback position. Diamador Lenore to the slot, as I mentioned, with Ambry Thomas sliding to the outside. Isaiah Oliver, our eyes are not subjected to seeing him get toasted every single time that he gets targeted. And could this be the new look secondary moving forward in the 2023 season? You had Ambry Thomas at left corner. You had Diamador Lenore in the slot. Talanoa Hufanga to Sean Gibson manning the two safety positions. And then Charvarius Mooney Ward, he was the other outside cornerback. And Kyle Shanahan had this to say about his defensive back setup. 
I thought they did well. I thought D'Amador Lenore flew around, made a number of plays in that nickel spot. I thought Ambry had some real good plays too, especially the turnover causing that fumble. He would have had a touchdown if it wasn't for a couple of people, not including myself, coming onto the field. But I was real happy with those guys, and hopefully they'll continue to get better. Now, we segue to the question that we posed just moments ago. Are these changes going to be permanent? It certainly worked against Jacksonville because, as I alluded to a little bit ago, I do think that this Niners performance against the Jags, the most all-around performance that we've seen from this football team this year, even better than that performance that we saw on Sunday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys. But we showed you that secondary. And we want to hear from you down in the comment section here. Treat it like a Sports Talk Radio call-in line. Should that be the permanent secondary for this club? Y for yes or N for no, feel free to be bold about it and share your opinions in the comments section. Today's show is sponsored by Prize Picks. $100 deposit match if you head to prizepicks.com slash CLNS. This is the largest independently run daily fantasy sports app in North America, and it's the only app that you should be using if you're into DFS. Producer Chip and I have won 25 times our money during this football season. You pick two-plus players. You choose more or less on their projected stat lines. And some of the plays that we like on Tuesday night, NBA action, a little bit early in the NFL week. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, the Taco Tuesday special, more than 27.5 points per game. Bruce Brown, more than 2.5 assists. LaMelo Ball, more than 24.5 points. And Joel Embiid, if he suits up for the Sixers, more than 49.5 points, rebounds, and assists. He's been playing at an MVP level. Sign up today. Easy and exciting daily fantasy. PrizePicks.com slash CLNS. Let's continue this conversation here. Are those changes permanent for the Niners? Let's hear from the head coach in Kyle Shanahan. He's the one who makes a lot of these decisions. And he said this about the secondary on top of what he just said. I mean, we don't think anything long-term. It's always week-to-week, week, so I liked how it went last week. We'll see when we watch the film here for these next 48 hours what we think the best is on Wednesday. I know there was at least one play in that game, maybe two, where Demo had to come out. Isaiah Oliver went right in. Didn't miss a beat. I think Isaiah played some real good ball for us this year, too, so we've got some options. It all depends on who we're playing, and we'll see how this settles, but... We're looking into it each week. For Kyle Shanahan to say that he thinks Isaiah Oliver has played good ball, he's just lying to us. Against the run, maybe. Doing his job against the pass, not at all. But Ambry Thomas against the Jacksonville Jaguars did do his job. Had a coverage grade, according to Pro Football Focus, of 82.3. That was the highest among all players on the Steiners roster. He only allowed 14 yards through the air. One-fourth incompletion, zero touchdowns allowed, and then one of the best plays of the game, one of the best plays of his career. One-fourth fumble, and he was able to pick up the rock on that fourth fumble for a fumble recovery, and he should have had that walk-in touchdown if it wasn't for the bench coming onto the field. And why I said that about Isaiah Oliver and Kyle Shanahan's remarks about him, he is a problem for this football team. Four games before getting benched by defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes coming out of the bye, he had allowed a completion rate of 100%. Targeted eight times, gave up eight catches, 71 yards and two touchdowns. His season completion percentage given up, 35 of 40, 87.5%, second worst among all corners in the NFL. 
Now, of course, with the secondary, if the pass rush is playing like it did against Jacksonville, that's a huge boost because Trevor Lawrence didn't have time to go through his progressions and pick apart that secondary. But if the secondary also increases its play and the talent back there is better, even a better result for this Niners defense. From defense to offense, let's talk about this offensive line here. John Feliciano started at left guard in place of Aaron Banks out a couple of weeks because of that turf toe injury. Shanahan said San Francisco was already thinking about playing the longtime veteran who's played a lot throughout his career, Buffalo Bills, New York Giants, at center and at guard. And now the question becomes, will Feliciano, once Aaron Banks comes back to supplant him at left guard, to take over his spot once again, replace Spencer Burford at right guard. There have been massive problems on the right side of the offensive line of scrimmage for this Niners team here in 2023. Spencer Burford, the right guard, has been penalized seven times. That's the second most among all guards in the NFL. And Burford, as well as Colton McKivitz, have allowed 45% of the Niners' pressures as a team this year just on the right side of the line of scrimmage. And John Feliciano fared very well against a very solid Jacksonville defensive line. Had an overall pro football focus grade of 81.7, a pass blocking grade of 81.2, league average, by the way, is 70, a run blocking grade of 76.7. That was the highest overall grade for a Niners guard among all guards who have played for this team this year during this season. Now, the issue with right tackle, if you want to bench Colton McKivitz, he's also injured right now. According to Kyle Shanahan, he got rolled up on, so he's dealing with a knee and ankle injury. If you want to bench him, who takes that spot? And the Niners don't really have a lot of options to take that spot. Colton McKivitz's replacements would either be Jalen Moore, who filled in nicely for Trent Williams when he was out with that ankle injury, or Matt Pryor, a longtime veteran who can only really play right tackle. So positionally, Matt Pryor makes sense. Talent and upside, Jalen Moore makes sense. But at Western Michigan and with the Niners, he's primarily played on the left side. So making that pivot over to the right side is not easy at all. But Kyle Shanahan did not rule that out, that maybe Jalen Moore could get in some reps at right tackle if, McKiv if McKivitz is unable to go. You have to think at this point, benching McKivitz is a reality because he's been awful this year, and you have to get better in protecting Brock Purdy, but also impacting this ground game as well. If you're still rocking with us on today's show, I want you to give me a real one down below. As always, we appreciate your support of the San Francisco 49ers report, passing along all types of analysis and stats on today's show. And if you enjoyed it, let us know. If we can get better, let us know in the comments as well. All right, Double B Studio with the $5 Super Chat. If Purdy wins the Super Bowl, I'll call him Montana Jr. If he wins five Super Bowls, I'll call him Montana Sr. for passing Joe's four wins. Um, look, it's way too early to say that Brock Purdy is going to overtake Joe Montana, but does he have accuracy and anticipatory skills that made Joe Montana great? for sure. And we have a segment coming up next on Brock Purdy. So I don't want to talk too much about that, but Double B Studio, stay tapped in because we're about to kind of cover the subject matter right here. Gene Washington, a $20 super chat. I love this show. Watching you guys have truly helped me through some crying days of my life. Wow. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Gene, 
So happy that we can be here for you. We try to entertain. We try to make people laugh and smile. We also want to inform people and be as insightful as possible to make people smarter Niner fans. But I do think it's pretty special, the community that we've been able to really assemble here on this channel. And that's a part of the job that I really do um, take into account, and I don't take it for granted. So thank you so much for that, Gene. Let's show them the Super Chat menu one more time. We got the 5 in. We got the 20 in as well. All Super Chats get a shout-out. But for Gene Washington, breaking out the new Niner mug here, cheers, my brother. Thanks for watching the show. Let's go, Gene. Let's go, Gene. Shout-out, Gene. Shout-out, Double B Studio. So all Super Chats get a shout-out. 10 for a Niner mug. Cheers. 20 for a Niner mug chug, 50 for a beer bung, and if any badasses out there want to send in a $100 super chat, you will enter the Goldmine Hall of Fame. You know, I've been thinking about putting together a poster with all of the members of the Goldmine Hall of Fame, but a couple of other people have done that here at Chat Sports, and the posters get ripped up. They look awful. So what I'm actually thinking of doing is like a movie credits roll screen real one roll call at the end of some videos to put everybody on there who sent in a $100 super chat as a part of the Goldmine Hall of Fame. So stay tuned for that for sure. Again, we appreciate you. Continue to get those questions in. One segment down, two segments left. Hashtag 49ers or send in a super chat to literally ask us anything. We want to make this the go-to spot for Niner fans everywhere to ask your questions about this team but to also share your analysis. And for those of you coming in, as you venture in here, make sure you continue to hit that thumbs up icon and like the video. Coming up next here on the show, a segment about Brock Purdy. Some of these numbers are going to shock you, so stay tuned. It's coming up right now. On the docket for today's San Francisco 49ers report, is Brock Purdy the real deal? And coming up on today's show, Brock Purdy has pretty much played a full season's worth of games and the numbers that he's been able to put up over those 17 games might shock you. But really what I want to focus in on here is this quote from former NFL head coach and current NFL analyst for the 33rd team, Mike Martz. He said the Brock Purdy-Joe Montana comparisons are really accurate. He said, I think it's a good analogy. I really do. And he said that Purdy, just like Kyle Shanahan said a couple of months ago, is the real deal. But is Brock Purdy the real deal? We're going to allow you to decide for yourself, but also we want to hear from you right now. This is today's poll question. If you think Purdy is the real deal, franchise quarterback swagger, I want you to hit that thumbs up icon and like the video. If you don't, share your football analysis with us, and I want you to comment why before we take a look at all of this. Today's 49ers report is sponsored by Game Time. If you're looking to go to Niners Bucks on Sunday, still tickets available. If you want to go to a comedy show or a concert, you can also use the Game Time app. Whatever tickets you're looking for, Game Time has you covered. And they have you covered with the best seats at the lowest price guaranteed. With this app, the prices drop as the event gets closer. You can swipe for flash deals that allows you to save more cheddar. And you can also save money if you use the promo code NINERSCHAT. $20 off at checkout. What I love about this app and what I want from my apps on my phone. A positive user experience. I get that with game time. For instance, if I want to go to Niners Bucks, I got to do a watch party, but I'd love to go. I know where I'll be sitting and what I'll be looking at from Levi Stadium. 
That's the list view. You can also take a look at the map view. Price points for where you'll be sitting on the specific yard line. So once again, Code Niners Chat. We'll put that link down below in the comment section as well as in the description of this video. We appreciate Game Time for supporting the program here today. Get signed up. The app is free. And then when you purchase your tickets, all you have to do is plug in that promo code to get $20 off. So let's circle back to this quote from Mike Martz. And he said this after what was a very efficient game for quarterback Brock Purdy against Jacksonville on Sunday, in which he was making throws at all three levels of the field and threw for three touchdowns and was carving up that Jacksonville secondary. He said the Joe Montana thing is really accurate. Now keep in mind, Mike Martz is about 70 years old right now. He came up watching Joe Montana. He was coaching some of those greatest shows on turf teams with the St. Louis Rams at the time, with Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, Marshall Falk. The Joe Montana thing is really accurate. I think it's a good analogy. Now, a lot of you are probably asking yourselves, who the hell is Mike Martz? Super Bowl winning, Rams offensive coordinator, Rams head coach, from 2000 to 2005, a lot of success with that organization, a career record as a head coach of 53 and 32, and he does have some ties to the Niners organization. He was San Francisco's offensive coordinator in 2008. That was the last year under head coach Mike Nolan. Now, to kind of set the foundation for what Purdy has been able to do this year, these are some of the general stats, and then we'll go in more depth with some of the other numbers here just around the corner. Purdy is 6-3. He's completing nearly 69% of his passes. He's thrown for 15 touchdowns and 5 interceptions. An NFL best, 9.3 yards per attempt. That obviously is helped out by some of the Yak Kings on this Niners roster, but I'd say that Brock Purdy's arm strength is definitely underrated, and he can target and has had a lot of success in targeting the intermediate area of the field. 10 to 19 yards, but as we saw with that touchdown throw to George Kittle on Sunday with some of the other deep balls that he's thrown, Brock Purdy can throw off-platform and he can make plays downfield better than any quarterback that Kyle Shanahan has had for this Niners organization. Purdy among all quarterbacks this year. He is number one in passer rating. He is number one in QBR. He is number one in yards per attempt. His adjusted EPA per play also number one. His big-time throw rate, number five among all quarterbacks in the NFL. We're not done. In fact, not even close to it. Completion percentage, number seven in the National Football League. His passer rating under pressure. Some of the best quarterbacks make the biggest of throws when they're under siege. Number one in the NFL. His completion percentage under pressure, number one in the NFL. And his yards per attempt under pressure, number one. This doesn't show up oftentimes on the stat sheet. It doesn't show up on the box score. When you look at Brock Purdy, he doesn't have the size of Josh Allen, who's throwing picks and is reckless with the football and can't even hand the football off to his running backs right now. He doesn't have that size or that arm strength. But sometimes those attributes are overrated. Sometimes these things, that's what elite quarterbacks do. And these are the attributes that you want in a franchise quarterback. Now, I know a lot of you are also saying, but what about the interceptions? Brock Purdy threw a bunch of them, especially during that three-game losing streak. What about all of the turnover-worthy plays? 
there are only five qualifying quarterbacks who have started five games or more who have thrown fewer interceptions. Derek Carr, Deshaun Watson, both of whom have missed time, Russell Wilson, who's having a really good year, good win on Monday Night Football on the road against Buffalo, Kenny Pickett, who seems scared to throw the ball in that system, and C.J. Stroud, who has a rookie under D'Amico Ryans, and that offense that's taken everybody by surprise, is an MVP candidate up to this point. So that addresses that question. How about this one? But Chase, what Brock Purdy has done so far in his NFL career, too small of a sample size to say he's the real deal, or he could be the franchise quarterback. I need to see more. You know what's crazy? He's pretty much played an entire season, and if these numbers were translated out to a full season, these numbers here on screen would be one of the best single seasons for any quarterback in the history of the San Francisco 49ers. That's crazy. This is including the Miami game in which he replaced Jimmy Garoppolo in the first quarter and not the Philadelphia game in the NFC Championship game where he barely played. Brock Purdy, in 17 games, this is a full season, and nowadays NFL, 68% completion percentage. He's thrown for 4,100-plus yards, 31 touchdowns to 8 picks. You kidding me? Those are excellent numbers right there. Yards per attempt at 8.9 and a rating of 110.6. A couple of other seasons come to mind when you think about efficient seasons from quarterbacks in the history of this illustrious organization. 1981, that was Joe Montana's first full season as a quarterback. Here's how he fared, and here's how Purdy's numbers compare to him. 13 and 3, 63.7% completion percentage, 19 touchdowns, 12 picks, yards per attempt at 9.3. That's almost two yards less than Brock Purdy. Yes, the NFL game at that point was a little bit different, but that's how Montana fared in his first full season. And the Purdy full season numbers, like I said, would be one of the best for a Niners quarterback ever. I guess I should have phrased it differently. That was comparing Joe Montana's first full season to Purdy's first full season. We showed you the Purdy numbers. We showed you the Montana numbers. Now we're going to take a look at some of the best single seasons for any Niners quarterback ever. And it was Steve Young in 1994, and it was also Joe Montana a little bit before that. So now let's take a look at those numbers. My bad if I confused you. Forgive me. In 1994, Steve Young won NFL MVP. Here's how he fared. 13-3. 70% completion percentage, which is a little bit higher than what Brock Purdy has done so far. 35 touchdowns and 10 picks, about the same, threw for less yards than Brock Purdy and his yards per attempt at 7.3. So that was one of the more efficient seasons in the history of the Niners. This was as well five years earlier in 1989 with Joe Montana. That year, he also won MVP when he won back-to-back -back MVPs. He was 11-2, completion percentage of 70%. By the way, Montana and Steve Young led the NFL in these two seasons in completion percentage, 26 touchdowns to 8 picks, 3,500 yards, and yards per attempt at 6.7. What Purdy has done so far, better numbers than Montana and almost better numbers than what Steve Young has been able to do. So you go back to the question, right? Is Brock Purdy for real, the real deal? The jury is still out. But he's off to a pretty damn good start right now. Is he the next Joe Montana? That's a little bit rich for me. But what pops about Brock is also what separated Joe Cool back in the day. It's the accuracy. 
It's the anticipation. It's the athleticism. It's the poise. Underrated arm strength where he has this ability to throw the ball downfield. When you look at him, he's not the most massive quarterback in stature, nor was Joe Montana. But it's not like Tom Brady was this freakish athlete either. Sometimes it comes down to high-level quarterbacking. And Brock Purdy has those types of quarterback instincts and attributes. And you look at some of these in-depth numbers, right? Purdy is very poised when he's under pressure. He was pressured a career high. 50% of his dropbacks against the Jags, he threw for a career high. 143 yards when pressured. 8 of 12 with two touchdowns. He now has eight touchdowns and one pick when pressured in his career. Again, that's big boy quarterbacking play. Now, if you want to contact me about this segment or about anything, I'm also into health and wellness. I go on runs every day. Shout out to my boy Wes. He reaches out to me a lot. X, Instagram, email. All of my contact information is here. Let's chop it up to talk Niners. Let's chop it up to talk life. I also cover the NBA, college football, and Major League Baseball here at Chat Sports. Bruce Kuhn, a $5 super chat. We need to fix the offensive line badly before the playoffs or we are cooked. Yes, even with an elite defense, Brock needs better protection. I don't understand that. I don't understand it either. There are 32 teams in the NFL. The Niners are in the middle of the pack in offensive line investing. They had an opportunity to draft a right guard, draft a right tackle in the third round. They went with Cam Latsu, who wouldn't have made this football team if it wasn't for uh, his injury. They put him on a season-ending IR, and they drafted a kicker in the third round. So, Bruce, I don't get it either. We'll go more in-depth on this during our mailbag here coming up in a bit. So, Bruce Kuhn sent in that five. Like I said, all Super Chats get a shout-out. Everybody who donates to the show, we love you. We appreciate you. $10 for a Niner mug. Cheers. 20 for a mug chug. 50 for a beer bong and $100 gets you into the Gold Mine Hall of Fame. Coming up next, another segment to get to, Niners Report Live. How Steve Wilkes revived this San Francisco defense will also be taking your questions. Speaking of those questions, last opportunity for you to get them in. Aaron Jimenez, you see how he's using hashtag 49ers? That allows producer Chip, who's killing the game once again, to filter through all of the comments and pop your questions up. So hashtag 49ers, or you can send in a super chat to skip the line. We're going to round things out with how Steve Wilkes brought this defense back, and then we'll take your questions on the back end of it. Beansley, Sheeza, Bad Boy Gaming, Matt Keller with the super chat. How do you think Elijah Mitchell did on his carry? Not that good. Uh, the fact that he looks slow, lacking burst, Matt Keller, that is not a good sign at all. Seems as though the injuries may be catching up to him a little bit. But again, we'll take all of your super chats during our next segment coming up. All right, let's do it. This is the San Francisco 49ers Report, and today's show is presented by Manscaped. 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com slash 49ers. Use the promo code 49ers. We're going to tell you about the brand new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra coming up here in just a bit. We're going to take some of your questions from our loyal subscribers on the back end of today's show, so stay tuned for that if you're a real one. But I want to begin with this. How did Steve Wilkes 
revive this defense? How did he bring this defense back to have them putting forward their best game on tape so far this season? The key defensive numbers that I want to hone in on here to start the show, San Francisco against Jacksonville, able to force four turnovers. They gave the ball away zero times on the offensive end. That'll immediately vault you to a victory most times in the National Football League. San Francisco finally able to get home and sack the quarterback. Five sacks of Trevor Lawrence. The Niners throughout that 60-minute ball game only gave up 12 first downs. Only two of them came on the ground. Jacksonville was 4 of 12 on third down conversions as Trevor Lawrence barely had any time to play because he was under pressure throughout the afternoon. This Niners team gave up just 221 total yards to Jacksonville's offense. The Jaguars yard per play, 4.1. San Francisco entered with the 26th ranked rushing defense. They only surrendered 59 rushing yards on the ground. Jacksonville, when they got inside the red zone, usually this year, they've been really good. They went 0 of 2 against this Niners defense, and San Francisco, able to muster, just gave up three points on the scoreboard against what was a Jags team that was rolling with plenty of talent, having won five games in a row, and now they look to do the same this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So how did Steve Wilkes have this defense firing on all cylinders? First of all, I think the acquisition of Chase Young made an immediate impact. He made this Niners defensive line a little bit more difficult to defend. And he allowed other players to get one-on-one -on -one opportunities. Now, Javon Hargrave did get triple teamed a couple of times, but he had some one-on-one -on -one looks. So too did Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Cleland Furl, as well as Randy Gregory. The versatility of that unit and the overall talent one out throughout the course of the game, and just with the size, the stature, the athleticism, and the ability that Chase Young has, that's how the look of this Niners defense changed with number 92 on the field. Pretty cool to see Young on the back of a Niner uniform once again as well. Next up, Javon Hargrave was unlocked, and I think that Chase Young's role and his presence on the defense helped that, but Hargrave had by far his best game in a Niner uniform. Had a couple of sacks, had multiple quarterback pressures, he forced an interception by collapsing the pocket. That's the player that the Niners thought that they were getting when they signed him to a four-year, $84 million contract in NFL free agency. And part of this conversation is coaching, but it's also the players showing up. But I thought that Steve Wilkes, compared to... Every single game in that three-game losing streak put his players in a position to succeed. That included Young. That included Hargrave. That included Nick Bosa as well. And those players took advantage of those opportunities, and they played up to their caliber. Nick Bosa looked like the reigning defensive player of the year. Less stunts, less twists. Just let Bosa eat, and he did that. I also really like this wrinkle from defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes. We saw a lot of five-man fronts, and that caused a lot of disruption as well as confusion. There was a clip that leaked on social media of Fred Warner calling out what the Jags were going to do. And he said, they don't know what they're doing. And an offensive line responded and was caught on a hot mic saying, you're right, we don't. And Steve Wilkes, I thought, did a really good job of mixing those defensive looks both with the defensive line, but also the coverage. And that's why Trevor Lawrence, when he dropped back, yes, he was getting pressure. He didn't have a ton of time to throw on some of those plays. 
But those looks and the complexities of it really confused him, forcing him to hold on to the football, and that's why that pass rush got home. You look at the sack numbers for the Niners against the Jags, Hargrave, According to PFF, he had a couple. They don't count half sacks, but a sack and a half officially in the NFL books. Nick Bosa had a sack and a half. Cleveland Furl continues to be a very solid backup defensive lineman. He had a sack. Chase Young had that half sack on the play where Bosa had a half sack and took the ball away from Lawrence. And then Eric Armstead, first drive of the game, started it with the boom, forced that Jags three and out with his half sack there as well. The coverages that Wilk schemed up worked. And a good indication of that is when Lawrence dropped back, he went to his first read, oh shoot, nothing there. Second read, nothing there. Third read, nothing there. And by the time he was able to go through his progressions, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, they're right in his face. So that's a good job by Wilkes of making an adjustment because against Minnesota, against Cincinnati, things were way too easy. Opposing quarterbacks and Kirk Cousins and Joe Burrow, they knew where to go with the football right away. And if the First read wasn't there. They were firing to that second read. And the Niners weren't even close to some of the receivers in the secondary, too. So the coverage schemes certainly worked to the Niners' benefit. And then there were some personnel adjustments that we saw take place, in particular in that secondary. Ambry Thomas to the outside. Him and Charvarius Ward were the outside corners. And then Diamador Lenore moved into the slot. Bye-bye Isaiah Oliver, who in his previous four games allowed a completion rate of 100%. You took a bad player off the field in Isaiah Oliver. You replaced him with a better player in Diamador Lenore. And as part of that, Ambry Thomas had to play better on the outside. He showed up. He did. And I thought it was a really cool moment when Steve Wilkes and Ambry Thomas embraced. They were fired up. And it almost looked as though Thomas was like, I told you, you play me, I'm going to deliver, I'm going to make plays for you. And Steve Wilkes is like, yes, young man, that's what we've been waiting to see. Now, the issue with Ambry Thomas has been Jekyll and Hyde play. Can he continue to play at a consistent rate the rest of the year instead of just one flash game? Hopefully, if that happens, Niners defense is better off because of it. Steve Wilkes, lastly, moved down to the sideline. Look, everybody wanted to shoot this down as not a big deal. And it's not as big of a deal as some people make it out to be. But why is it that the Niners' defense during that three-game losing streak was awful, the communication looked porous, the defense looked hesitant and unsure of themselves, they looked slow, but then they come off of the bye week and they were moving around, flying around the football field. They were not second-guessing themselves, and the scheme put the players in a position to have success. And I just always think that face-to-face -face communication is better than text message communication. It's better than phone communication. And in a football sense, it's better than relaying information through a headset. Is Steve Wilkes off the hot seat after this Jaguars game? We'll see what he's able to cook up against a Bucks team that also has some weapons with Baker Mayfield playing solid ball. Give me a yes, give me a no, or it's too early for that. Your question's coming up, but first, the 49ers Report is presented by Manscaped. 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com slash 49ers. Promo code 49ers. Let's tell you about the brand new Lawnmower 5.0. Brock Purdy is balling out right now. And if you want to clean up your balls, do it with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Purdy was hitting throws at all three levels of the field, multiple levels. 
Well, the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra has multiple interchangeable blades. Brock Purdy kept the ball out of harm's way. Your balls will be out of harm's way with the Safeguard technology from the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. It's a brand new product. I've been able to try it out. It's worked out for me. Chip has as well. See for yourself at manscaped.com slash 49ers. On sale right now, 20% off, $79.99. What I also love about this, the stamina that it has. Like Christian McCaffrey so far this year. And a battery life that lasts a really long time. All that information for you, hanging out in the comment section and in the description of this video. Now to your questions and your analysis, because this is a great go-to spot for the faithful to interact and talk some ball. Bruce Kuhn. $5 Super Chat. Thank you so much for that. We need to fix the offensive line badly before the playoffs or we are cooked. Yes, even with an elite defense. Brock needs better protection. I don't understand that. I agree. When you play a team like the Philadelphia Eagles, who you could see in the second or third round, when you play a team like the Dallas Cowboys, who you could see in the first or second round, when you're set to face a Seattle team twice in three weeks, they brought in Leonard Williams. They acquired Frank Clark. They have good defensive lines. And quality teams will have good defensive lines. And what they're going to do, if the right side continues to be bad with Spencer Burford and Colton McKivitz, they're going to put all of their best players over there, and they're going to force the Niners to make the necessary adjustments. Spencer Burford and Colton McKivitz have given up 45% of the Niners' total pressures along the offensive line. That's two-fifths of the offensive line given up nearly half of the quarterback pressures. Not good enough. Matt Keller, $2 Super Chat. He was at the Jags game. How do you think Elijah Mitchell did on his carry? Look, it was a positive play, right? He picked up a couple of yards, if that. One of the things that I've said about Elijah Mitchell always has this innate ability to pick up positive yards. This year, though, he's looked slow. He's looked hesitant. He's lacked explosiveness. He's lacked some of that physicality that we saw in his first two years. Are the injuries catching up to him? Yeah, that might be it. Is he still working his way back from some of those injuries, not able to get into a groove because the Niners have been playing Christian McCaffrey so much? That could be a part of it too. But backup running back, I think, is an area of emphasis and need for this team going into the offseason as his offensive line. Lore, what should we do with cornerback? I want to see the Niners continue to trot out what we saw against Jacksonville. And we can go to that new look secondary there, Chip, where you had Ambry Thomas and Charverius Ward on the outside. You, of course, had Talanoa Hufanga to Sean Gibson at safety. And then you had Diamandor Lenore in the slot. Shanahan did not commit to the secondary grouping permanently. He said we look at it week to week. But the one week that we saw it, they fared pretty damn well against what was a very solid Jacksonville offense going into this game. What new to 187? Are there any free agents that we can sign to our practice squad? Um, yeah, there are free agents that San Francisco can sign to the practice squad. Um, you know, we did take a look at some cornerbacks who were available the other week. Um, you know, we took a look at some other players who were available. I'm looking at the top Players available, Lyle Collins, offensive lineman, Desmond King, cornerback, Jarvis Landry, wide receiver, Matt Ioannidis, shout out to Temple, defensive lineman, Marquez Calloway, Kenny Galladay, wide receiver, Casey Hayward, cornerback, Greedy Williams, cornerback, Melvin Ingram, Carlos Dunlap, Chandler Jones, who has kind of gone wonky at edge rusher, 
uh, Akeem Nicks, or Akeem Hicks, excuse me. Uh, Taylor Lewan is retired, but still officially listed. Ben Jones, Matt Ryan, Byron Jones. Some players out there, but there's a reason that they're still out there. Henry, the average Niner fan, should we cons uh, be concerned, excuse me, about Brock Purdy's backups? Like, what if Purdy gets hurt in the next, next few games? Do we trust Sam Darnold, or do we sign a free agent? Uh, you know what's interesting is that on Tuesday, San Francisco was set to work out quarterback Chris Strievler, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He got some run with the New York Jets. Um, according to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, had a workout with San Francisco on Tuesday. He's athletic. He can't throw the football at all. Uh, I think that the Niners are pretty confident in Sam Darnold and then Brandon Allen as their number three. Strievler would more so be a practice squad addition, I think. He's 28 years old. Um, again, really struggles to throw the football, which to me, that's the most important thing. Sam Darnold has played a lot in this league. Could Shanahan elevate him like he's been able to elevate Purdy? Like he elevated Jimmy Garoppolo? Looks good right now because Garoppolo got benched. C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins, Matt Ryan. Like Kyle Shanahan has done wonders with quarterback throughout his career. Could he do the same with Sam Darnold? I think they believe so, and Darnold has played a lot. Started almost 60 games in his NFL career. The Sentinels football channel, does this team need to get the first round by in order to make it to the Super Bowl this year? No, I don't think so. I kind of miss the old format, though, of having the top two seeds have that rest week. Puts a lot of pressure on that team that earned the two seed to have to play right away in the wild card round. The NFL might be winners in all of this because if the season were to end today and we might be headed in this direction, it would be Niners-Cowboys round one in the wild card round. That would be crazy. Can you imagine the ratings that that would do? But I don't think San Francisco needs that first round buy. In fact, sometimes I think it can help you if you're able to continue that momentum from the regular season right into the playoffs as long as you're not banged up. So this team can win three games in order to get to the Super Bowl. Ernesto, what is the latest injury news? Latest injury news, Colton McKivitz got rolled up on at right tackle, knee and ankle because of that. Trump Williams came out of the game clean. Other than that, San Francisco actually pretty healthy, which is a really good spot to be in for a team that has been top 10 in injury rate under head coach Kyle Shanahan since 2017 when he became head coach. Antonio, why am I still not impressed that they need to clean up the silly penalties that Thomas touchdown called back will hurt us against elite teams and change the momentum? I mean, can you imagine if that happened in an NFC championship game where the game is close, you thought you had a touchdown, and then it gets wiped out? Good learning experience. I mean, by that time, it was a blowout. But the coaches and the players have to know that after a big play like that, you can't come onto the field. Now, they probably thought that Ambry Thomas was down, but Ambry Thomas knew that he wasn't down. That's why he got up, and then he ran 96 yards. He ran 96 yards for nothing. So you do have to clean up those little things, no doubt. Aaron Jimenez, he's been chiming in a lot over the last couple of weeks. Thank you, AJ. Should we still go for Robbie Gold? I wasn't liking what I saw from Jake Moody. We're not at that point yet, and I think that Jake Moody has been able to redeem himself over the last couple of weeks. If it comes down to a clutch kick in a playoff game, I might shit myself. I'm not even kidding. And Niner fans worldwide probably echo those feelings. If a playoff game comes down to a big kick where Robbie Gold has never missed in his NFL career, and Jake Moody misses, all-time miscalculation by this organization to go rookie kicker, 
for a team that has Super Bowl aspirations and use a third-round pick on him when you needed to bulk up that offensive line. That crazed Niners fan, I know Ayuk is amazing, but he's going to be expensive, and I want Greenlaw and Chase Young back. Would trading him or Debo, then you look at the draft, be a good option. Could Travis Hunter be possible? Wow. Travis Hunter's pretty fascinating. My comp for him as a wide receiver is Deshaun Jackson as far as his body type because he's a little bit slight. And then my comp for him as a cornerback is Asante Samuel, a little bit of a gambler who has a knack for intercepting the football, making momentum-changing plays, but he's not going to be a great tackler. Travis Hunter, I think, is a fascinating NFL prospect who can play both ways at the next level, and he's been playing both ways with Colorado at a really high level. I think he might go back to Colorado. There's a lot of buzz that he is going to go back to Boulder. Um, you know, Shadur Sanders is already going to go back, allegedly. And according to his dad, team back up with this Pops to try to give another run at this thing. And hopefully, you know, for Colorado's standpoint, they can book up that roster a little bit. But I would not be shocked if San Francisco traded away one of Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel. You're paying Debo more than 20 mil. Brandon Ayuk is going to demand more than $20 million. Can you afford to pay two wide receivers more than 20 mil? And the thought is, if you trade one of them away, and then you use a draft pick on a wide receiver in the first or second round, they're going to come at a fraction of the cost. And in this offense, which is wide receiver friendly, when they're not running the football so much, can they be a plug-and-play player? Now, if you miss on that position, that's awful. I'm always a proponent of keeping your core players together, especially young building blocks. So I don't want to see Ayuk or Debo get traded. You can find a way to pull off those salary cap gymnastics and backload that deal. But you're right. Greenlaw's a baller. Chase Young made an immediate impact on this team. But I also believe that San Francisco opened up all that cap space for a reason. Going to be a fascinating offseason, Super Bowl or not, for San Francisco going into 2024. Beansley. Our morale and mental parts of our game lack after being down. We really need to improve on teamwork when we are down by more than two touchdowns. How do you think that they could? I know that we went over those Kyle Shanahan numbers when down by a field goal or more than a touchdown going into the fourth quarter or in the fourth quarter. We went in depth on those talking points. A lot of coaches and a lot of teams are not good when having to come from behind. Why? NFL is hard. Other teams, when they get a lead, they're really good. Momentum is a thing. I agree, though. When the San Francisco 49ers play from ahead, which they've done in all six of their wins this year, they look like the most unstoppable, deepest, most talented team in football. It's a snowball moving downhill during an avalanche. Ain't no stopping it. When they have to come back, though, like they've had to do in all three of their losses, they don't look like the same team. They get taken out of their groove to a certain degree. So I agree, Beansley. Got to be better winning some of those grimy games. And when a guy like Fred Warner says as much, I take stock in that. Before we hop on out of here, if you ain't subscribed, you ain't alive. Hit that sub button right now for daily and year-round coverage of the San Francisco 49ers. And as always, thanks for supporting the show and watching.